0: I'm Anna,
1: and I'm Brad, and welcome to our podcast, Continued Conversations, where we dive deeper into hot topics in rehab in the real world.
2: Welcome back to another episode of Continued Conversations. Today we've got another Meet the Team episode where we're going to learn a little bit more about Jody Polinsky today. So, Jody, if you could
0: yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: give the audience a little bit of background, tell the audience about yourself, um, about your role at Continue, and how long you've been there.
0: Sure. Okay. So I am a um, native Nebraskan. I grew up in a little town in um, Northeastern Nebraska, Oakland, um, which is up by Fremont, if anybody knows that neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I am the youngest of six kids, grew up on a farm, though I know very little about farming, admittedly. <laughs> so I came to QLI um, as a doctoral level, level intern. So I was, um, I got my PhD in counseling psychology from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, and as part of a um, doctoral psychology program, you need to do a one-year internship. So I knew absolutely zero about brain injury, but um Um, Was pretty motivated to stay in the Omaha area. So I applied for several different positions in um, the Nebraska region, as well as a handful of places in other parts of the country Um, and walked into QLI and was totally blown away. I'm like, I don't know anything about what you're doing, but I want to do it with you guys. And so, really, I was like shocked that they were like, "Yeah, come on along. You don't know anything. Fine, we can teach you that." <laughs> um, so that, I mean, I was, I was, uh, I felt really lucky to be able to um, be welcomed in with very, very little experience. But um, so I entered the world of brain injury rehab back in 2000. Um, stayed on after my internship and was in a variety of roles. Um, so um, for 10 years before we moved. Um, um, so I had been on main campus. I'd been up on East Campus. I'd um, um, done consulting, done some cognitive rehab stuff, done some training things. I was trained to CNA, you know, kind of went all over the place with QLI, loved it. And um, then my husband and I and our two kids moved out to Nebraska or moved from Nebraska out to Oregon in uh, 2010. So, um, and very lucky for me, um, uh, you know, a few years later, I got um, a call from Pat Karn saying, hey, we're gonna be starting up a tele-rehab program. Do you have any interest in joining us? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Love it so. I've been able to do that um, for the last several years. Um, for several years, I was just doing it a day a week as I was doing some other workout here in Oregon. And then in the last nine ish months or so, I've been able to grow my my time with Continue, which has been really really fun. And uh, yeah, here we are. So
1: that's awesome. So much of your career has been spent seeing people right in person as a clinical psychologist, and uh, you've made the switch to virtually seeing people. What has that switch been like for you?
0: Yeah. Um, You know, some parts are really fantastic. Some parts are challenging. So parts that I really like about um, being virtual with people is that instead of talking in concepts and ideas about what it's like, um, how things are going with your spouse, or how things are going with your kids. It's like, hey, are they there? Bring them on over. Let's talk about it hmm. instead of having to, um, let's just talk about the ideas, or um, also let's see if we can figure out a time that, you're, that your loved one can come in with you and maneuver schedules. So I love the accessibility of it. Um, so that's been really fantastic. And I think it's really opened up a lot of of avenues for um, connecting with the family system, which is really great. Um, Some challenges is, um, you know, I, a lot of what I do in person, I can also see what's going on for somebody with their, with their body language, language. And, you know, with this, I'm seeing people generally from the shoulders up, So I can't tell when their, when their hands are clenched or when they're shaking their leg because they're nervous that I don't have all those cues available to me when I'm seeing somebody in person. Um, So I have to ask more questions. So I can't really tell, tell me more about how you're feeling or what's going on in your body while you're talking about this instead of being able to just see. Um, So that's, that's been a bit of a challenge, but yeah, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Sounds
2: like you guys mm-hmm. have all navigated that from going from in-person clinicians to, to virtual clinicians fairly well. So, yeah. um, okay. So a mm-hmm. random kind of off the wall question for you. Oh no. I know. Uh-huh. If, you eat, <laughs> if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be?
0: One meal. One meal. You know, this might sound kind of weird, but I have, recently, hang with me here, recently i have really really gotten into quinoa bowls that is quinoa a little bit of coconut milk and a blob of peanut butter put it in there heat it up stir it up a little sprinkle of salt and some blueberries holy moly holy moly so delicious
2: rest of your life that's the one rest, huh?
1: rest
0: i don't know life. that's a long time and quinoa <laughs> will stick in your teeth so that uh, could yeah, be a problem go. it's like a
2: snack for later but,
0: it is like a <laughs> and I have to say, I am happy to eat that breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Totally. Wow. All right.
2: Wow. So
0: try it out, guys. Try it out. Make a big batch of quinoa. Just keep it in the fridge. Have all your supplies available. It's good. Oh, let me tell I'll
1: you. i to try that. Okay. It's super wow. good.
0: It's super good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't leave out any portions.
1: Okay. It's all. It's got to be exactly that. <laughs> quinoa and the teeth may be the answer to this next question. Quinoa on the teeth. I but... know. What, yeah, what, oh, is, what is your most embarrassing moment?
0: Oh, quinoa in the teeth. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, actually, funny. Right before I hopped on, on here, I was, it, it had been a super busy day, so I'm, like, quickly eating something. I didn't eat a quinoa bowl right before this, though. So I did eat one later, earlier in the day. <laughs> but I was like, oh, oh, I'm going <laughs> to run into the bathroom, and I look in the mirror, and my teeth are, like, full of, it was actually chocolate frosting, but um <laughs> That was a funny story. That wasn't actually my most embarrassing moment. I'm sure I've got more <laughs> embarrassing ones than those. Okay, let's see. Um, um, I did once shoot a basket on the opposing team's side when oh. I was seventh grade. Seventh grade, Craig Nebraska. Jim Ooh. shot a basket. Yeah. 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 That's, that's that was bad embarrassing. Were, there, it were was. there
1: chance? Chance started after that. Or?
0: Ooh, uh no chance. No chance. But uh sometimes the silence is even worse. Oh,
1: you know? Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah.
1: true. I agree. Yeah,
0: it yeah. was bad. It was bad. Um, yeah thanks for bringing that back. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a little bit of drama.
1: There we go. You bet. Yeah. You know, roll yeah. a vertical here. Maybe, maybe we mm-hmm. can. Ask,
0: yeah,
2: know. we can talk
1: about that a little Could bit. Could
0: you? Yeah. yeah. How are you feeling right now? <laughs> yeah. What's going on in your body? Yeah. Oh,
2: that's amazing. Uh-huh. All right. So, before your career as a clinical psychologist, what was your favorite job that you had?
0: You know, I, um, during college, I was the manager of a hair salon and I loved it. It was fantastic, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. You know, and and what
2: and why did you like it so much?
0: Um well let's see. There was a lot of things actually. One, I got a great deal on haircuts <laughs> and good deal on products too, there which you, was pretty go. cool. Which was pretty cool. But um, I liked, I liked the people. There was a lot of, always a lot of activity, a lot of interaction. There was also a fair amount of organization. Like, well, I know this, but because I was also in charge of everybody's scheduling. Well, I know that this person can actually do that. I can fit in a haircut along with the color, but this person absolutely can't because they can't multitask in that way. So it was like, yeah, it was kind of like putting the pieces of a puzzle together, mm-hmm. which I kind of enjoyed as well. Yeah. And I got to be in charge of all the inventory and ordering products and it was fun. It was totally fun. Yeah.
1: So, is is there anything from that job that you still like apply in your career today?
0: Mm-hmm. I I I do still kind of like to put together schedules. It's like, oh, where can we fit that in? And that, you no, know, I think that that kind of puzzle piece kind of thing is kind of fun. Yeah. That
1: organizational aspect.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that is kind of cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't get to order cool products anymore. <laughs> Darn, And I don't get any deals on my haircuts. Yeah. I need some of that back. <laughs> <laughs> so there's,
2: there's a, something you took away from that. You have to have a job where you can like benefit from products, yes. right? You yes. That.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. yes. So
2: to switch to some family questions, Got it. Um, tell us how you met your spouse.
0: Ah, um, in college, so um, we at were the both hair the salon. at yeah, the, the hair, the salon. hair <laughs> salon. yeah. There you go. <laughs> he came in with a big, beautiful head of hair. <laughs> no, we were both going to the University of Nebraska Lincoln, um, and actually, we met, though so didn't start dating when I was a sophomore and he was a freshman. He's I did it a younger man, but we were both in the same chemistry class and me and my friend and he and his friend would, he and his friend would always sit behind us, right behind us, every class. And he would always ask, I wonder what time it is. And I had my big old swatch watch. You guys are too young to know these swatch watches, <laughs> but I would hold up my swatch watch so he could see what time it was. Okay. Oh. And you know, I mean, it was just like friendly. Okay, yeah. <laughs> And two years later, um another friend and I um were like, Hey, let's go to this party. I'm like, sure, okay. So show up at this party. And there he was. And it was like, yeah. long time you ago. Walked
2: in, you walked in right away. He asked you what time it was.
0: <laughs> he said, What time is it? And I said, Let me pull out my swatch watch and I'll tell you. And the rest is history.
2: Time for you to ask me on a date. Stopped. That's what time
0: Time it is. stopped. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. So 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 you're
1: taking taking chemistry classes. Did, Did you always want to be a psychologist or were you on a different track at some point?
0: No, you know what? I started out, this is kind of funny. I actually have, I started out as a psychology major, having never had one psychology class, but I decided when I was in high school, based on something that someone wrote on the back of my school picture, I don't know if you guys did this, but You know, and you had your pictures taken Mm -hmm. when you were a kid. And then you write a little note on the back of your friend's picture, like why you like them or, you know, I'll always remember when or whatever. And uh, my friend Joni wrote on the back of my picture, Jody, you should be a psychologist because you're always such a good listener. And I'm like, Eureka! she's right. I should be a psychologist. Having never, ever taken a psychology class, really known, not knowing anything about psychology, but I'm like, yes, you're right. I should be. And so I claimed my major, you know, back before I started college and never changed it. Like, guess, well, you know what? She wrote it on my picture. So it's gotta, I, I gotta carry it out. Yeah, yeah.
2: Absolutely. There's gotta
1: be something to that. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Have you ever followed absolutely. up with her and
2: told her that she was the reason
1: why?
0: You know what? I don't know that I've ever explicitly told Joni. Joni, you're the reason. You're the reason. Wow. I will maybe
1: maybe Joni will listen to this podcast. Now.
0: She might. Yes, she might. Go. Hey, I will. <laughs> I will. And she'll be like, I am Jody's inspiration. Yes. yes. Oh,
2: so if you were to think back to when you decided that that was the career path you were going to take, is yeah. there any advice you'd give to somebody starting out in your profession?
0: Mm. Mhm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um you know um i the field of psychology is actually pretty broad, you know, and so um, to really like explore all of those options out there, and I think people don't really realize how broad the field is, so really being able to get exposure to a lot of the different things that you can do as a psychologist and uh, because there's a lot of really cool stuff that you can do, absolutely. And then, you know, some people are like me who are like, hey, I didn't even know that I was interested in that until I met these really cool people, you know, and, um, and then we're just exposed. So I'd say um, kind of find out what else is out there and then also stay curious, you know, none of us um, are, are truly experts. We can have some expertise, you know, but we're, um, stay curious about what other people have to say, what their life experience is. And just because you have some idea of why this person is coming to you for some help, don't think, you know, Mm -hmm. don't think, you know, what their life is all about, you know, be curious, really, Find out what's going on. What makes them tick? What's going to, you know, what What are they wanting some support with? What are they wanting to change with? And be a great listener. Be curious and be open.
2: That's good advice. At least you didn't say don't do it. We haven't had that don't, yet. Right? Don't we do it. I want to say don't like, do oh, it. No. no. a different, a different
0: no. path. Go look at some more pictures. <laughs> what else did people say? Anyone else the write else to you? Yeah. 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 Did they say plumber? Plumber? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: On on that note, Jody, if you could start your own business tomorrow, what would it be?
0: <laughs> plumbing, plumbing, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Air salon. Um, what? Wow, that's a great question. Hmm. What would it be? You know, hmm, it might be like a place that, like maybe a place that people could come and like hang out and read books and have cool conversations. You know, kind of like a, a cool. Like a salon that's not a hair salon, you know, more like a yeah, yeah, yeah. I could,
1: I could see you starting a tiny house community in the forest where people could come and read and
0: just have a community there. That's like right up your alley, Brad. Brad, you're singing my song. There it is. That's it. Love it. Yeah, that's a great.
1: That's amazing. (laughs) I I just created a business opportunity. Oh,
0: I love it. Yeah, Tim, you don't know this about me, but I have like this total romantic vision of living in a tiny house um and uh, yeah nobody else in my family they're like you are out of your mind <laughs> i love the idea yeah that's tiny cool house. yeah yeah it's very cool
2: i think uh it would be tough with kids i think it would be hard with yeah. kids but after yeah. i think maybe that'd be a kind of a nice route to because you can just downsize all your stuff get rid of it all
0: totally right
2: be great be yeah
0: great. yeah i don't know what we do with my husband's baseball card collection that could be hard <laughs> You got have a special room really built in
2: the in the tiny house just for those. Trust me,
0: it would need a tiny house. It would be a larger <laughs> house than our tiny uh, house. Yeah, amazing. to house all of that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, okay, mm-hmm. and then one final question for you. Okay, I'm ready. Who has been a mentor to you? Uh,
0: uh, you know, Kim Hildebine has been a big mentor to me. Um, he actually served as my supervisor as I was doing my um, postdoc work there at QLI and I think he also helped me to really broaden my view of what psychologists do and what we can do and and uh so I think that's been really that was really eye-opening for me and also um he really I think helped me to also see that um not everything that you say is always going to be um widely welcomed by everybody, but that's okay. You know, that it's okay to have some friction. It's okay to um, challenge the norm. It's okay to, you know, um, pose hard questions. And so that that has really been helpful for me. And then I think also just kind of a mishmash of other people have served as mentors to me who have found ways to really um, integrate um, career, and family and balanced living into a whole life. And you know, I think that's a that's a challenge that a lot of us are constantly working to tweak and work on. Um, and but there are there are several people in my life that um, have really served as models for that. And you know, like I said, it's something that I'm continuing to strive for and work on. But it's always a good goal.
1: Yeah. That's great. Jody, yeah. thank you for joining us for the conversation. Uh, it was good to get to know you a little bit better through here. And um, yeah, for anyone that's uh, checking this podcast out, you can meet our entire team uh, throughout this first season that we've been doing. If you go back and look through some of those bonus episodes that we've done uh, until next time.
0: Thanks for joining the conversation today. If you found it helpful, please share with your family and friends. You can learn more about us on our website at com. We're also on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook if you want to follow us there.